reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Welcome to another episode of Borderland Sports Report. Your host, Steve Howard, joined here by my co-host, Rob Clark. We are joined by a special guest, Erica Kobos, wrestler from American High School. Erica, thank you for joining us and welcome. Thank you for having me. Definitely, definitely. So, just like all the time, we're going to sit down here and have a conversation with the young lady and kind of get into the mindset of a top-level athlete, this time a female wrestler. So, how, how did that come about? Wrestling? Um, okay. So, I used to play football when I was like in middle school. And my last year of football, I was on the supers team. And everyone, all the coaches were kind of telling me like, oh, like you should, you should do wrestling after this, you know, do wrestling. And you know, and I was like, okay. I was like, I told coach, I was like, well, let's look into some, you know, wrestling clubs that I can go to. Cause I was training with him at that time. And then he was like, you know what? Let's just do it here at, for supers. We'll create our own wrestling team. And we built it from the bottom up, and I fell in love with wrestling from there. Oh, so you were, you were like the foundation for him, huh? I would. Uh... She was the first ever wrestler we had. Technically, she don't. I don't know if she noticed, but uh, actually, her oh, her one of her first football coaches, because she used to be with the Bandits. Okay. Coach Hector, he told me, hey, he called me one day and said, hey, coach, when you start your wrestling club, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, when I start my wrestling club, and then she was looking at wrestling, and he called me and told me, hey, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, a when you do it. And I was like, I guess this is a sign. So from there, I went and bought some mats, and the rest was history. She was literally, uh, well, we had two wrestlers. We started that first year with two wrestlers. Oh, wow. Okay. So football. Yes, sir. You, you like the physicality, then. I guess so. I think I do. I think that's it. Okay, okay. So, went to state this year? Yes, sir. How'd you do? I got first. I state champ. That's what I'm talking about. So now, Coach Clark's always telling me about nationally ranked. So, not only are you state ranked, but you're nationally ranked. What is your national rank? Right now, I'm number four in the nation. <laughs> how is you number four? Like a, how do, they, how do those rankings go? Any so, idea? I'm a I'm a five-time All-American in wrestling. Yeah, you're being modest. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this year, I just um, I came back. I'm a national champ, and then I went to U.S. Open, which is another national tournament, and it's a big one. And I got um, a U.S. Open champ as well, and those really boosted me up there. Nice. So you you're a coach, Coach Clark. I um, mean. You're her coach, Coach Clark. So, uh, like, what is it like having this level of athlete in the stable? The thing about it with her is we started, like, from the bottom, like, really. We started from, like, the bottom. Like, you know, we started training. When we first started training, you know what I'm saying, she was, she was already a good, strong athlete, naturally strong, but she wasn't as athletic yet. And so we, we were, like, halfway through our seventh grade year when we first started. And that's where we, we just – 
it was the grind. Now, the number one thing I would tell you is the commitment. It's been the commitment from her, her parents, you know what I'm saying, the whole family. It's been the commitment from the, the, the whole thing. They got the whole, they got the whole thing mapped out. It's not, it's not, it hasn't always been perfect, but it's been commitment. It's been showing up day in and day out, day in and day, literally. That's just over and 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 over again. Just showing up. So let me add something, too, because she was a national champion in, in football. She was on the third. She was 12 on the 13U team. She was on the 13U bandit team? Yeah, she was on the 13U bandit team. She was 12 on that blocking for the guys like Gallo Couture that just committed to UTEP. Um, she was also a powerlifting champion. She set some records in her first ever powerlifting meet. Um, she was also a doing good in track and field. She was, I don't, did you qualify? I don't think she qualified for nationals for track, but she was up there. She qualified for regionals, though. So you just a monster. I had to work for it, for sure. I came to Coach Rob, and I couldn't even do, like, like, my footwork was terrible. Like, I had baby giraffe syndrome, for sure. <laughs> I did not know what to do with my height, my limbs. I didn't know what to do. It was, it was bad. She said baby giraffe syndrome. She couldn't jump. The smallest jump, the smallest box that we had for the jump, for the jump box, she couldn't even jump on it. Yeah. So thinking back to where you began and where you are now, like what, what do you attribute getting to this point? Um, I think just like creating this mental toughness, honestly. Like I had to get my mental, my mental there and then I had to get, you know, my, my physical, like, with wrestling, it's, like, 90% all mental and 10%, like, your athleticism. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm such a firm believer in that. And that's what, you know, training and being consistent and, you know, staying, you know, true to the program really taught me. So when I got to wrestling, it was kind of like, you know, like, I already knew it. I knew how to. That's nice. So what grade are you in now? I'm a junior. Rising state of Texas for the next two years. <laughs> so you, so you're a rising senior. Yes, sir. Oh man. So, how many state championships do you have? Uh, I have one. Well, I have a youth state champ mm -hmm. championship, and then I missed my jun my freshman year because I got surgery, okay. and then I got state runner up last year. So I was out for blood, and I came this year, and I got my uh, my number one spot. Who beat you? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I remember, I forgot her name. I think her last name was Welch or something like that. Yeah, Welch. And she was tall. She was like 6'4", six 6'2", six 6' something. She was big. And she was, and I, she just, she just out-wrestled me, you know? And, you know, and that shows a lot of character because in those situations, one of two things happen. Either you do what you did or you just say, I, I can't do it. Yeah, no. That was, and it was so crazy because everyone's like, oh my God, second in the state, like that's so good. But that's not good, you know, that's not good for me, you know. And so you, you guys, because you, you didn't build a little stable over there at, 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 with the supers. Um, I mean, like, what's the, what's the secret? What's the secret sauce you guys got going on over there? For the, for the championship, for the champs, I call it, is, we call it champ shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what I call it, and it's a championship mindset. And like I said, you got the number one. You got the the athlete has to have the will to work. 
then they got to show up and put in the work. Third thing is you got to have parents. And then the fourth thing, you got to have parents as willing to invest, you know, like whether it be financially, their time, because before she was able to drive, we together five, six days a week, and she wasn't driving herself. Yeah. You know, that's parents having to bring you, you know, when we go into tournaments and she go into whatever, parents having to put up, you know, the stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, and that's why I always tell my kids, if you kick and scream enough, your parents will make it happen. That's kind of what she did. Uh she would want something. She still do it to this day. If she wants something, her parents would be like, I don't know. And then she kick and scream hard enough and, you know what I'm saying, they'll hey, move some things around and, you know, ultimately make it happen and stuff like that. But from all the top-level athletes that I've seen, um, you know, that, that I have and I've been fortunate to work with in the past few years, that's literally what it is. It's those four things. You know, you've got to have all those things in place. You can have, you can be an athlete with a lot of great ability, but if you don't have a support system, it makes it just that much harder for yourself. And uh, and but, but when you when those stars align and the athletes take advantage of it, and then when they come in, they're not playing around. They kind of focus. They know where they want to go. But don't get me wrong. And as 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 much as a teenager, you know, is going to be focused. Yeah. A lot of times they get off track, and that's what I'm there for. I keep them on track. Hey, hey, hey. Let's maybe look at this or let's look at that. This is kind of what direction we should be going in and stuff like that. wants to keep saying put El Paso on the map I mean El Paso is on a national map yeah. it's just things aren't big. we're not promoting those student athletes that are yeah. doing those type things so I hear how you're doing on the, the athletic side how about the academic side academics well I'm in my tech program which is early college okay. so I have all dual credit classes and I'm an, I'm an AB student you know just keeping it there. It's really difficult with like all the traveling and stuff like that, you know. Have you taken SAT, ACT yet? Yes, I took my SAT. You have? Yes. How'd you do? I got ten something. It could have been better. I'm not even gonna lie, but I'm just not a test taker. I'm just terrible. It's qualifying score. You got the grades. That's definitely qualifying. So, so what's next? Um, what's your dream school? So. This has changed over the years, and I have no clue what my dream school is right now. Like, it's funny because I was I texted Coach um, Rob right after this happened, right? So I won U.S. Open. I had my belt with me, right? And um, the school that I've been wanting to go to since freshman year, McKendree University, the head coach came up to me and was like, you won U.S. Open? You just won? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like so excited. I was having like a, like a fangirl moment. And he was like, give me your number. He was like, let's, you know, and he got my coach's number and he's been keeping up with me, you know? And I was just thinking to myself like, whoa, like that's so crazy, you know? And, you know, that was my dream school. But I don't know. I've like, I've just, more schools are opening up, you know? So I always ask this question talking to student-athletes and they're trying to make the decision on where they want to go to school. So like, what type of things are you looking for? 
And that, that really comes down to because at the end of the day, we you know, there's a saying, like, the ball is going to stop bouncing at some point, right? Yeah. So it comes down to what are you going to fall back on? So, like, what are, you, what, are you, what are the things that, like, are, like, no-goes for you? Um, Let's start there. Cold weather. You know what? Weather, I'm good with weather. If it's hot, I might have to rethink. Wrestling is indoors, so you're good. Yeah, like, I'm, a, I'm okay. Um, no-goes, I don't want a small campus. I, I, like, I don't, I want to get out of high school. I don't want to, you know, go back into another high school, you know? Um, honestly, I just, I want, like, a program, like, a pro, I want, the, like, a program just like coaches. Like, I want the the training like the athletic like it's just an athletic training like you have the strength training you have the speed training you have the plyometrics you have all that and I do really believe that is exactly why I have become the athlete I am today one of the things that though is with the, her options are opening up because women's wrestling has evolved in the yeah. last four to five years it's blown up it's blowing up. up scholarship money is is, is crazy right now uh, you know, women's wrestling is getting a lot of notoriety on the national level. A lot of the women's wrestlers that's going off to win, like, Olympic goals and stuff like that. It's it's really growing across the world, but definitely in the United States. And so, like, you, uh, women's wrestling two years ago just went Division One. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say, initially, I mean, the only options you really had was NAI. Yeah, NAI, yeah. yeah. And they had that for several years. And now you see Division One programs starting to add wrestling, women's wrestling, which I think is awesome. I don't know yeah. if they've added the scholarship piece. Yeah, no, they got some scholarships. Oh, yeah. The only downside right now is they don't have all the weight classes. It's just because, they're, in my opinion, they got to catch up. But the influx of women's wrestling across the nation, the numbers have, like, doubled or tripled in the last two years. Mm -hmm. And so now they got the girls wrestling and Stuff like and, and and what they have to do now is make people want to watch it. Yes. Just it's no different than with with the women's basketball. But now we saw it this year with like Angela Reese and Caitlin Clark, what those girls did this year, and those battles they had at the NCAA. This was the best women's NCAA matchup because these women athletes now are for real athletes. You're, we're watching. They're not just out here. They're for real competing. They're athletic. And sometimes they. And sometimes the matchups are better than the men's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things I will ask is, so as you've went on this journey to become the elite athlete, what sacrifices did you have to make personally? Oh, I couldn't be a normal teenager for the longest time. Like, you know, all these, like, they're all going to Quintes and they're going to Western Playland, and they're hanging out and stuff like that. And they'd ask me, and I'd be like, I have training or I have practice. I can't stay with you, you know. And you know, along the way, I've tried to bring friends with me and stuff like that. I never, I never, I never stuck, you know. So it was always like me, like you know, working hard, pushing myself, you know. He, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just a lot of friendships and stuff like that. And I, and I think that's the that's the piece that your peers need to understand, right? Yeah. I mean, you. Everybody sees this finished product. But no one understands the journey it took to get there, right? Oh, there's a lot of work that went into it. The journey, the sacrifices you had to make. And so they look at it and it's like, oh, I can do that. No, you can't. Like, yeah. not everybody can do that. And it's crazy because there's some people.
guys especially I've noticed they get mad like they get mad like there's a certain there's a there's a certain there's a certain there's a certain guy and he's a coach's son and he was mad when he came back from state first like he was mad but he doesn't want to put the work in and it was crazy and there's a lot of people like that wrestling is tough especially if you look across the state uh most of the state champions they wrestle for their school and then you know two or three days a week they're going and putting additional mat time in with their clubs like most of pretty much almost all of our state placers and champions all wrestle club here like all of them you know like trevor moreno alexis montez uh we've had some Kehlani Garamond, yeah, yeah. all of them, they wrestle for different clubs around the city. So they're getting out of their school practice. Wrestling is already a tough sport. Then they're going to get the additional mat time or like her coming to train so I can work on my athleticism outside of the wrestling. And they're doing that every single day on top of staying on the schoolwork and stuff like that. And I think that's the sacrifice that most people don't understand. If you want to be good and you say you want to be that good, you got to be willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah. And, and it's a big sacrifice. Being an elite athlete comes at a very big cost. Yep. But the payday's at the end. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And it's so funny that you say elite athlete because that, like, I used to look at all these athletes and, like, that's an like, elite athlete, you know? Like, I'm talking, like, Kennedy Blades, you know, um, Adeline Gray, you know, Jordan Burroughs, you know? They're all, like... Know, up there in the wrestling you know, yeah. community and I've always seen them as elite athletes and it's crazy that like I would be seen as an elite athlete. like it just still hasn't hit me but how that feel wrestling alongside them oh yeah at the US, at US Open. Open I wrestled alongside Adeline Gray she's like a, fi a five-time world champion or something like that and uh, Kennedy Blades she's like on the come up and everyone knows who these girls are like everyone knows who these girls are like those are like the girls that I look up to, you know? And we wrestled right next to them. And it was just such a good feeling. You know, we warmed up right next to them. Mm -hmm. And it was so crazy how we were both about to do the same things in the same place, you know? Right across from each other, you know? And you probably got the head nod. Yeah, I did. <laughs> we did, as a matter of fact, it was so funny because I went in and I saw them and I smiled and they smiled back at me and I was like, oh my gosh, my life is complete. And, and that's the thing, too, I think, that gets lost, too. It's like, as, as they always say, game recognize game. Right? Yep. So they know who's coming, and they know who the next level is. And so they want to – I'm almost willing to bet that if you reached out to them and, and tried to exchange numbers, they would have done it. Yeah. Um, I took pictures with them, yeah. the Kennedy sisters, because they're twins. Or I think mm -hmm. they're twins, right? I'm or they're, like, sisters. they're sisters. And one of them remembered me. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was having a bad moment the whole time I was there. <laughs> it happens. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, you've put in the work. You've put in the time. Now you've got to walk that walk, right? Yes, yeah, sir. And there's, there's probably a lot of girls that are looking up to you that you don't even realize. She know it. We got a whole flock of them coming behind, and they all want to be like, you know, they, they, that's what they, they want to be like. That. She set the norm for 
not just girls in our program, but I think girls in other programs as well. You know what I'm saying? It's set the norm that, hey, you know what I'm saying? I can do this. And then the thing about it, as you can see, it's not like she's some, she's not like girly. She's still really girly, you know. But when I get in the ring and I get in that circle, we shake hands. You know, it's about business, you know. And and uh, I think setting that kind of precedence for, you know, the younger girls to follow. I know we have a lot. I have one of our youth state champions this year. Two years ago, the girl didn't even want to step on the mat until she saw her in practice. And she was like, oh, wait a minute. She looks like me. You know, she, and I, maybe I can do that two years later. Now the girl's a youth state champion. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's Sophia and her mom, Melissa. They're, I love Sophia. She's tall, like just like I was when I was her age, you know? And like when you're that age, you know, of course, you know, the kids are going to be mean and they're going to make fun of you and stuff like that. So it's really easy to get like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to wrestle, you know? That's not my sport, you know? So I'm so, like, it makes me feel so good that I was able to, like, give her that, like, confidence to get on that mat and, you know, kill it, because she's killing it. Yep. So, so what's next for you? Like, uh, you, 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 you're in your club season now. So you got your senior year of high school. Um, what, what kind of goals you got set? I want to do better than this year, you know? Like, I want, like, I feel like people are looking at me and watching me, and they're kind of like, oh, I wonder what she's going to do now. You know, I wonder if she could, you know, top what she did, you know? I want to top what I did. Like, I want to, like, push myself, you know? I want to be a state champ, but I want it to be from a pin, you know? I want to win nationals, but I want all my matches to be, like, the first, you know, period. You know, I'm just giving myself new challenges. I want to go to more national tournaments and win. As a matter of fact, this, this year, in the beginning of the year, I lost one of my first matches. And at Freak Show, which is a big national tournament, and I got third. And I keep seeing that girl around, like, like national tournaments. And we're friends now, you know? And I just want my rematch. Like, I want my rematch. Like, even if she beats me again, I just want my rematch. I want to see, you know, you know? Okay. Like, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to give it my all, you know? What schools have you been in contact with? Uh, Ottawa, McKendree. Um, Shriner. I'm thinking Shriner, uh, Penn, Penn, William, William Penn. Penn. Uh, I forgot what else. I'm gonna be honest with you. Shriner is the sister. The head coach of Shriner is the sister of Tamira Mensa Stock. They're from Texas. Yeah. Both of them are from Texas. They're sisters. And uh, Tamira just signed on with the WWE. But she's a world champion, I think, Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. And uh, her sister was like a multi-time state champion and stuff. And uh, But she's the head coach of Shriner. They'll be here, in a, I think, next month for a camp. Yeah. yeah. Any aspirations of Olympics, anything like that? Yes. I just I want them to – not want them, but I hope that they open up the weight classes and stuff like that. Because the highest weight class they have for girls right now is 160. You know, for my big girls, that's, that's a little bit of a reach. It's a little bit of a reach, you know? Yeah, it's, that's, that's one of the things. With the evolving, evolving of the sport, they have to open up different weight classes. But 
even in wrestling for the men's side, they, I think they only have six or eight weight classes, something like that. And, and that, they're talking about opening that up too because because you're leaving out or you, you're forcing um, some of the elite-level wrestlers to drop 20, 25 pounds. And, you know, when you drop 20, 25 pounds, it's, uh, you're, you're going to change the whole wrestling style. Yeah, yeah you, you, everything is changing. Your body composition, because they're going to do it, because wrestling, wrestling people are super tough. They're, gonna, they're the type of people that you say, i got to run through that brick wall to go get that belt on the other side. They're going to do it. And, uh, and, and so they're going to do it, but it changes everything. You know, everything changes the whole dynamics of the wrestling matches, how they wrestle, the speed of it. You know, everything changes, so... Like in wrestling, you have to be so bottled, like you have to be so aware of your body. You have to be aware of your movements. You have to be aware of how your, you know, arms work, your legs work. Like you have to be self-aware, you know? And when you cut and stuff like that, you kind of have to relearn the way you do things. Yeah. Like in a weird, like you go back to being a baby giraffe, you know? So, so like cutting that much weight is like, don't believe me. I'd do it if I'd have to, but it's crazy. It's really crazy. Another thing I say about her is the ability to to go in and to train around injuries and to keep it going regardless of uh, you know what's going on. So even though she had two injuries freshman, two injuries freshman year. Well, the first injury she sustained when she was in seventh grade, she was playing football, knocked her knee out of place, and that's originally what we started training on, and so her socket her knee socket would come out of place a lot we had trained around it got her super strong I think it at the time she was deadlifting like 350 uh like in eighth grade this is like eighth ninth grade somewhere around between 350 375 you know maybe even a little bit more and uh squatting you know around the same thing and uh, we had gotten her strong but the knee socket would keep coming out we were in wrestling it would come out it would just pop out and she would shake it and put it back in with tears in her eyes and all that other stuff. And it was just one day I said, look, I told her parents, like, hey, we got to get this fixed. Like, you got to, you have, we have to get it fixed now so that it's not a problem, you know, a year from now. And so, you know, that's the thing about it is I'm not a PT guy. I'm not a physical therapist or occupational therapist or anything like that, but I'm a strength guy. And so one of the things I'm like, once it's out of my realm to help with, I, hey, we got to go get it fixed. They should want to go get it fixed. And since then, she's had a state runner-up, state championship. She also had, what, freshman year, she had a tumor? Yeah, I had a tumor in my uh, abdomen. So freshman year was just full of surgeries. Like, it was, it was yeah. a rough year. I was really... Ready to give up? No, oh, yeah. Poor coach, he had to deal with it. Like, I was so angry, like, so angry because I just wanted to wrestle, you know? And I couldn't, you know? So how did you overcome that? Um... It was a lot of like mental battles. Like it was a lot of like, and I'm gonna be honest with you that I got my relationship with the big man upstairs, God, it got so much stronger, you know? Cause like there was times where I felt just so like lonely and just like, oh my God, like, you know, what am I without like, you know, athletics and sports and stuff like that. And I remember just kind of like talking to God and stuff like that. And it just made me feel so much better. It made me feel so much like, you know, grounded, and you know, and then just training around it too. You know, if I couldn't use my um, 
leg, we were just doing upper body. But we would train this leg, so it wasn't, you know, falling behind. If it was my abdomen, we couldn't really do any, we, could, we couldn't really do a lot, because it was my core, you know, so we do what we could, you know. And just being able to stay in the gym, you know, kind of kept me sane as well. You got anything else, man? That's it. I one of the things when I when we talk about Erica is that I like to you know show her perseverance and the ability to keep going and the commitment to being excellent. That's one of the things I say, and I think that's one of the things I think other athletes, regardless of the sports, need to pay attention to. Like she said, like um, she didn't have a keen save. Uh, you know, she wasn't going to a whole bunch of. She's I think she go, but. Not like she prioritized. I went to one. Yeah. Like she prioritizes her goals. You know, my goal is to get, be here. She And she said she's had multiple friends that she tried to bring around to say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Why don't y'all come on and be on board? But those friends didn't have those four things that I named earlier. You know what I'm saying? In line. They had to want to. Some of them don't have the parent support. Some of them uh, have the parents support and their parents want them to do it, but they just won't stay committed. And they just, and for me as a coach and a trainer, that's one of the things that I see that athletes get, get, get away from. Like I said, she's with some, she, she's played sports and been around a lot of the big names that's coming up right now. And uh, uh, she went to middle school with Tyrone McDuffie. Like I said, she played with Gael in youth football. She played, uh, uh, Caleb, you know, what, what's Caleb's last name again? Caleb Emery. Caleb Emery, yeah. You know, she played with Caleb Emery. You know, being around, and we didn't even talk about her number two, her right-hand right woman uh, with uh, Leilani Sanchez. Leilani. That's, that's you know, my girl That's the thing right about it is, her and Leilani in the last couple of years have made each other better. I recognized that early on. I was like, you guys, by the time she... Uh, Erica's a junior. I was like, Leilani's a senior. They won't even have any competition in their school practices. They literally have to get it. Leilani's at Andrews, and uh, Leilani's at Andrews. Erica's at Americas, and they would have to meet up together so that they can wrestle together, so they can practice together to make each other that much better. That pretty much every tournament out of town they went to, you know, they would have to wrestle each other in the, in the final rounds to see who's going to be the champ. I'm talking about in the nation. These yeah. are two girls from El Paso. And then, then we got to give a shout out to Coach Garcia. Coach Garcia is yeah. my coach. That's like my wrestling coach. Like he's the one who's like, I've had a lot of coaches coach yeah. me through my like whole journey. Like I've had a lot of coaches. Like Coach Garcia, he. he that's my man. I call him the Mexican Mr. Miyagi. He's an older guy. He, he looks just, like he looks like a Buddha. Yeah, he even looks, at, he talks like a Buddha. That's the Mexican Miyagi man. I'm telling you, he, that man will tell you, "Hey, do this." He got a soft spoken. "Hey, do that, do that," and they'll look at him. I'm looking at him. What are you talking about? And then they'll just do it. And then the next thing you know, even them flip somebody around with one arm, and yeah. it just works. Like, no, like, it's trust the process with Coach Garcia. Because yeah. he'll be telling you to do something, and you're looking at him like, like, I'm a big girl. I don't know if I could do that whole thing, you know? And we do it, and it's so crazy. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Coach Tressa, too. Yeah. Coach Tressa, Coach Tressa, like, she's, 
She's oh my gosh, she's such a strong she's, woman. She's also she's she still holds the record uh, for the most winningest female wrestler of all time in El Paso. Yeah, wow. she's great. Like she's like she's like thirty something right now, and she yeah, yeah, still yeah. kick anybody's butt. Yeah. Like, she's so strong. She's such a good wrestler. She knows what she's talking about. Her son, Muscles, he's an eighth grader. He's a big boy, and he's my wrestling We'll partner. be bringing him on here soon. Yeah. yeah. And they're just so, like, that, like, they really helped me. Like, she knows what she's talking about. Coach Norris from Mountwood, uh, me and Leilani, we'd meet at Mountwood a lot. Like, all throughout the summer, I'd go to Mountwood. You know, my breaks and stuff, I'd go to Mountwood and stuff. Because Coach Norris is such a good coach. Like that man has been like that man has helped us get through a lot. Too. Like, you know, yeah. Mount, shout out to Mountwood yeah. and the whole team, Coach Notice. And, and so, <clears throat> I was going to end, but you just brought that up and it kind of segues into like the fact that you have rival high school coaches willing to pour into an athlete that's not theirs is not the norm here. Yeah. And so when you have those things. You start to create an environment where you guys can come together and really start to grow and reach your full potential. And the more we can do that here in our city, I think the more we start to put more athletes out there to be able to really put El Paso on the map. (laughs) Well, the wrestling community, like being, you know, first, like, if you're not familiar with the wrestling community, like, like... You'll see right away as soon as you enter and you get there that it's such a tight knit community. Like I'm talking like co- the coach from Pebble Hills, Coach P, one of the biggest supporters I have. You know, one of the coaches from Hanks, he took me aside on this um, when we had districts, and he was coaching me for one of the moves I did. You know, I'm talking like the coach from East Lake. I'm not sure if he's still a coach, but Coach Armandales. You know. There's just a bunch of coaches that just pour into each athlete, and it's crazy because, like, everyone knows each other. Like, I know, like, you know, I know the whole Mountwood team. I already know them, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, they know me, you know. We know everyone, you know, and it's so, like, such a tight-knit community. You know, you go to regionals, you go to state. And it doesn't become, it's, it's not, you know, America's versus Mountwood. It's not, you know, Eastlake versus, you know, Hanks. You know, it's not this anymore. It's El Paso supporting El Paso. And it's such a beautiful, like, it's so beautiful what wrestling brings to people, you know. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you, you talked me into to doing this one. Because um, these are the type of stories that need to get out there. Because... You know, everybody thinks that if you're not my athlete, I can't help you do anything with you. But the reality is, is like we really need to, as a community, pour into our student athletes, whether they're ours or somebody else's, in order to bring the light here so that now our athletes can be seen. Yeah, and it's it's nice. It's yeah. and you know it's it's so funny because it's just not El Paso too. Like it's Texas too. Yeah. Like. Like, it'll be all of Texas, like, supporting you. Like, it was so funny because, you know, you were talking about, like, put El Paso on the map and stuff. And it's already on the map. Like, I assure you, like, I went to, I went to, um... El Paso is a wrestling powerhouse, though. Yeah. I went to Cyprus, and these girls were telling me, like, yeah, like, we're afraid of El Paso teams. Like, the girls' El Paso teams are crazy. Like, they're always really good, and they're always, you know, beating our butts and stuff like that. And they're talking to me.
El Paso and stuff like that. And it just gave me this sense of a pride in my city because it's like they know who we are, you know? We go to national tournaments and it's like people call us the Texas girls, me and Leilani. We're the Texas girls. We're from El Paso, you know? So it's like El Paso is on the maps. It's just, you know. Yep. Anything you want to say in closing? Mm, shout out to Coach Bob. Um, shout out to everyone on this, like everyone who's ever helped me. You know, Coach Garcia, Leilani, um, Coach. That's my bestie. Um, Coach Norris for sure. Coach Armendar, uh Coach Pebbles. Coach Hector, I'm gonna just go on and on about who to like shout out, but thank yeah. you to everyone who's ever helped. That's it. Well, folks, this has been another episode of Borderland Sports Report. Like I said, we're, we're taking this thing to a whole nother level, doing some different things, bringing on, having these in depth conversations, and really pulling back the veil on some of these student athletes and what they go through. But thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in.